You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 594 for Thursday, June 2nd, 2016. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, it's OutMotoring.com. Ready one, ready two. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio. Special treat this evening. Uh, we're being joined by Mr. Motoring Fall himself, Mr. Gabe Bridger. He's with us tonight. Gabe, say hi. Pleasure's all mine. See? Isn't that nice? That's delightful. We haven't heard Gabe in so long. Of course, Todd's here with us as well. MotoringStripes.com. Todd. I'm here. Old school. Old school. And then uh, and Alex is here. To break Can I the- call myself uh, old school yet or do I need to wait a yeah, little I bit more? Yeah, I feel like this is like the new old school. <laughs> The yeah, new old school. Yeah. All right. Cool, because that, that doesn't make any sense, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> it's hipster malarkey. Come on. It's hipster malarkey. <laughs> Which we're going to be talking about a little bit later on. Plus, we've got sales figures coming up tonight. We've got other things. We've got this um, uh, car and driver lambasting the F56. 100%. They, they hated it. What that's, are we, the, that's the short version. We're the only about. question is, what do we talk about first? I know, I know. Um, we need to talk about something good first. That's how you yeah. start. Well, that's, I haven't even posted. In fact, I wrote I wrote an article about the uh, car and driver thing a couple of days ago, and it's supposed to go live. Well, it'll be go, it'll it'll be live by the time you read this. Yeah. And uh, we should we start there? I don't know. I think we can start with something positive. I hit fifteen hundred miles on my uh, my new JCW. Okay. And- and I have to Todd, say, yeah, I have to say something. I haven't even talked to you. We've just exchanged text messages since. Like, I am so excited yeah. that you bought a new JCW. That's fantastic. And I got everything, all of the things, all of the JCW things all are on the car. Can I ask you what your favorite thing is? The exhaust, hands well, down. The yeah. pro, yeah, the exhaust is cool. Hey, how much do you hate the uh, remote? Um, for the exhaust, it's pretty bad. I can't find a it's, good place for it. Yeah, it's stupid. Like it's like it's like ten times bigger than it should be. In fact, it shouldn't actually exist. Yeah, it, it, sh- it should somehow be integrated in the car, and or should just be on all the time. I know. I'm try. I tried to figure out a way because I put the rear diffuser on this week, and I tried to uh, figure out a way to lock that thing open. But it's a hydraulic valve. It's not just spring. It's is there is there anybody in? I mean, so this is the question to the internet who's listening. Is there anybody in White Roof Radio Land who knows of a solution? to potentially mount the the remote and or just keep that flap open yeah that's the question i bet somebody's some you know who would be able to figure that out marzo yeah probably although i'm trying i've I've been talked to a couple of uh ios developers yeah about making an uh an iphone app basically that just flip because all it is is a bluetooth on off you know, oh. so basically, you would pair your phone, dude, you know, like a big switch on the screen. That's it. You just click it once and click it, and then there's none of this double click action because it's such a pain. You're uh, like, and, and, and you know what? And, and inevitably, I had that thing for uh, better part of like 800 miles, and sometimes you miss your double click. I know, and you think it's on, but not. And you're like, wait, it's not on. It's like, and then like after a couple of miles, you're like. God damn it! This thing is non. I know. Well, I and and I, disappointment ensues. I know. I drive with my seats down all the time, and literally, seats. you can Your hear seats down. You can yeah, the seats down <laughs> in the back, and you can hear it when it oh, comes. Oh, okay. It, <laughs> it, it shakes the car. 
So, so um, actually, this Gabe, is a positive. I love the fact that we're talking about a positive thing. We are. That's what I want to start with. I, I like that. That's very good. And before we get too carried away, let's pay some bills really quick. Let's remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Also one of the fine sponsors of motoringfile.com, by the way. And that, of course, our friends over at outmotoring.com. Um, I don't know if you guys got the email. You guys should have got the email because I know you've already signed up to get the email so you get your 5% discount code. But did you know that outmotoring.com has a very large selection of wheels? I bet you didn't. Not only that, go ahead. Can I say something about those wheels? Yeah. That is where my wheels came from on the Motoring File Clubman. The AM no, Engineering wheels came from Out Motoring. And I just want to say that is something that Aaron from Out Motoring specifically sort of like. You know, he he went out and basically found the best wheels for mm-hmm. minis and offered them on out motoring. That's what he's got. And if you guys, I, I might just click the link this page up in the show notes. Um, but not only does the NM Engineering wheels plus a whole bunch of others like uh, there was another one in here that I liked that was really cool. Anyway, not only those, but also a full line of BBS wheels. Not only that, but a full line of factory wheels like that's the, right. The five star ninety ones, the convertible wheels, the JCW wheels, those really cool ones, you know, that they put on the ink is on the convertible. Like that one a lot. S lights, five stars. You can get a set of five stars from Aaron over motoring.com. Still five stars are great. No, those aren't I five. Mean, those are the Clubman five stars, which are the ones I like even Seventeen. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, D B. Yeah. You don't think I know what I'm, I mean, come on. Five stars. <laughs> I know what five stars are. Because Gabe wouldn't even wouldn't even think about a sixteen inch wheel, DB. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, he what's really. a sixteen inch wheel? And those, yeah. So, in all seriousness, like, I just want to reiterate the great thing about motoring wheels is that what Aaron does, he basically is like, listen, there's a ton of mini wheels out there, and he looks at it and says, great. Here's the shit. I'm not going to carry the shit. Here's the mediocre. I'm not going to carry the mediocre. Here's the good. I'm not going to carry the good. I'm going to carry the great. And mm-hmm. so he basically carries the absolute best product. All the inky and, wheels you want? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. you've got BBS in, in, in M Engineering, like you said. Yeah. Um, and he's weeded out the stuff that is only going to disappoint you. That's right. And, and if you're one of those weird people that actually like the flame spokes, he's got those for you too. All that plus a whole lot more. Remember, 200 new products every year or every month. To, uh, to the site, which is pretty awesome. The fact that he's been sponsoring Outmotoring or MotoringFile.com and White Roof Radio practically since they started, that's pretty strong, right? We love Aaron a ton. Not only uh, besides the wheels, great. don't forget the WMW Upper Stress Bar for the R52 and R53. Don't forget the pulley. Aaron sells a Craven Speed pulley at Outmotoring.com. You kill two birds with one stone. Punch it up. Go over to outmotoring.com. Don't forget to sign up for the email newsletter so you get your 5% discount code. Don't forget that you save uh, free ground shipping on most orders over $195. Very, very cool stuff. And it is car care season. It is mini takes the state season. Uh, a bunch of you guys are already up at Southwest Mini Fest. <clears throat> but we got mini takes the state. So you're going to need all the cool stuff for your person, right? Like the shirts, the hats, the shoes, the watches. All that plus a full line of car care products uh, that you can pick up over there as well. Go over there, check it all out, buy something for crying out loud. We would appreciate that. So would he. Of course, he being our good man, Aaron, at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com, mini performance, speed, and double spoke R109 composite light alloy rim, two-piece disc silver. That's Outmotoring.com. And don't buy a pulley unless you have a 2002 through 2006 Cooper S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have a if you have a, a no seven or newer um, Cooper S, don't buy a pulley because uh, you know it, the, unless the, it's a convertible, a seven or eight convertible. And sure. now we've just gotten really confusing because Chad will Chad will laugh at you if you buy a, a pulley for a turbo car. Yeah. Uh, so Waylon and Jerry and 
uh, don't uh, do Marzo. Don't do uh, it. Who else is going to laugh? Um, don't do oh, it. Oh, Kellen will probably laugh. Hey, speaking of, of turbos and all things fast, by the so this is this is about my JCW again. So I hit yeah. 1,500 miles last week. I know oh, I've had it three months, and I just hit 1,500 miles. I don't drive that much. But I have to say, Gabe, are you aware... Does Mini change the programming? And I know they do this on, on a handful of BMWs, but I am quite confident now, after driving this car, that on the JCW, at 1,500 miles, they change the software programming. That the car opens up and... Uh, I the, think it did that on all... Because it did that on my R50. It, so, like, so... 1,500 it, miles... It reacts different to Redline now. Ask me... So, sorry. So, ask me... Like, I, I need you to get some... Sp- so, you're telling me that after 1,500 miles, there is a... There is basically the programming has defined that throttle response or, like, some like something is basically different. The red light... Okay, so what I've noticed here is this car redlines really low. Uh, for what I'm used to, this My, car, this car meaning the 2016 JCW, meaning the F56 in general, the F56, the, the yes. two liter red lines lower, and and uh, the the difference, Todd, is actually the the the, the full on like the size of the engine and the inertia, right, of the flywheel. Okay. That's the big difference between the one six, the one point six, and the two liter. It's a slower revving engine, right? And so it it just and your feels torque is your torque is there, yeah. And I understand that it's faster, but it feels less responsive. Right, right. And so anyway, when the car was brand new, um, I'm used to wrapping it up to around seven thousand RPMs before you shift, just getting it up there, just under red line, like my old GP was. And this car doesn't do that. So when the car was brand new. It would hit to red line, and then it wouldn't bounce off the rev limiter like my my R53 2006 Cooper S JCW did. Okay, it used to just bounce at the rev limiter like ding 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 ding, and would stay there. And you kind of go, "Oh, I've hit red line. I need to shift." That's bad, by the way. It is. It is. But <laughs> occasionally, don't do that, kids. Don't yeah. Do that. No, and don't leave it there. It's just a basically going, "Hey, shift." We're, we're doing. We're doing that just to. Uh, you know, for, for science. That's for right. Science. Yes. It's, yeah. science. It's, it's it's actually right. It's for science. So anyway, the the new F fifty six JCW, the twenty sixteen, you hit the red line and it basically just cuts the power. It's like meow. It doesn't bounce. It just cut it back about a thousand RPMs. Uh-huh. And it's like okay, I just, I just cut the balls off your car when right. you hit the red line. Okay. And, and we have n- title now. <laughs> now after fifteen hundred miles, what it did was I wrapped it up there once on a, a quick you know off a stoplight on a highway basically uh-huh. where i took off going to 70 you know you get to go from zero to 70 miles an hour legally uh-huh. and um so i get there I, I hit the red line and it stayed and it just went me and it didn't go any further it didn't bounce but it basically just kind of peaked and it wouldn't go anymore but it didn't kill it now and you know i kind of did another test and i'm like i wonder did they program this in to once the car's through kind of a break-in period, that now it reacts a little bit differently. So, let me hold on. Let me. I've actually the super secret. Um, you know Surrey, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I have a version of Surrey that tells me many secrets. <laughs> so let me hold on. Let me ask Surrey really quick here. Mm-hmm. And all right, did many did many change the red line at fifteen hundred miles for the for the F fifty six? Uh, it said, you're an idiot. 
<laughs> we're not that smart. We didn't do that. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> which, I, all which, I tend to be, which I tend to believe. In all seriousness, um, I, so my assumption there is that they didn't. And the reason why I would assume that, and I'm, I don't know, um, because they have never done that. So they have never changed, they have never changed software uh, for mileage. Necessarily, they change software. Well, there's some M's that engine, yeah, and only for engine so, temperature. So well, in my in my R50, I specifically remember when I hit 1500 miles, and it, it was like a, a, a switch was flipped, and just everything kind of came a little bit more alive, and and that just could be breakage. But that's normal. That's that just is, that is a, That's a mechanical. That is a mechanical difference. Okay. And I actually would argue. I would say this, guys, and I mean, I've been guilty of this too. I think I think you guys are overthinking it. Like I, I mean, yeah, it's I possible. Be, listen, I could be wrong. I'll I will go on record and say that. But I have talked to folks who who do the software, and it's it's fairly straightforward, you know. And when they say don't do this, don't do that before fifteen hundred, they say that because of a mechanical sort of like there's a reason for that. Right. That said, there there are legitimate reasons why. BMW and Mini as a company would not alter performance in any way during the lifespan of the car. Well, because aren't, there, aren't there some M's that basically after a certain break-in period they open up and give you even more horsepower? Then no, no, it's it, that's it's all it's only temperature, engine temperature based. Oh, uh, okay. And and there was only a couple engines that did that. S54 being one of them, which is on the. E46 M3 that would actually increase the red line. Gotcha. As the temperature of the engine increased, and that was there to protect the engine. Right. Um, so your 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 logic isn't wrong, but they did not do that. Right. Got well, it. it feels more. So anyway, I, I think after 1,500 miles, this car's finally broken in and it's feeling better. And this kind of goes along to what. The guys, and we're going to get to this in a little bit, the guys at Car and Driver said about their long-term Cooper S, their 2014, mm -hmm. was that it continued to get better mileage over the life of the car. But and that's normal. Like I've if, been, if you go back and read Car and Driver, I like, listen, Car and Driver can, like, you know, I don't, know, I don't even want to go into it. But, I mean, if you go back and read Car and Driver from the 80s, like, and you'll, you'll read, like, articles about some Honda Civic from 1988, that, that did the same thing, and it's a very common thing when you have a lot of mechanical things that become sort of synchronized, kind of get into a groove. Yeah, exactly. They become more efficient because they are they are truly becoming synchronized with each other, and I think that's the same. That's the same scenario. I would love to talk about that car and driver article, but I think I think it's simply that. I think it's an old school sort of mechanical efficiency gained with time. Ultimately, that does go down. You reach a peak, it maintains that peak for a long time, and then after 100, 150, 200,000 miles, whatever, it starts to slowly decrease. Right, right. Well, hey, I love this car after I've had it almost three months now. It'll be three months next week. And, um, man, it puts a smile on my face every time I get in it. And the sound of that exhaust, I also put the carbon fiber exhaust tips on this past week. And so <laughs> what I did was when I took the factory ones off... They're shoved all the way in under the car, like almost as far as they go. Mm -hmm. I did the exact opposite with my carbon fiber tips. They're as far back as they can go, mm -hmm. which with the diffuser, they're basically flush. They don't, they don't stand out any farther than the farthest mm -hmm. point of the diffuser, which is nice. 
but they do stick out, I'm going to say about two inches more. And I will say this also, that I know the physics of sound bear this out, but it makes the exhaust louder because now I've got a longer tunnel for those sound waves to go. And mm -hmm. it is even slightly louder than it was before. Now, part of that also might be the break-in because those exhausts after, as we experienced uh, on Mini Takes Estates 2014, when we drove that car that was well broken in, that car had, you know, what, five, six, seven, eight thousand miles mm -hmm. on it. It sounded amazing, right? My exhaust is now be awesome. beginning to sound absolutely amazing. And well, yeah, it's. I mean, the same thing. I mean, I had I had a, a Cooper S. I'm sorry, a JCW with that exhaust that I took up to uh, Vermont um, last fall, and that car had about 3,500 miles on it, and <laughs> I was and it was an automatic. Yeah. Which, which you know, was doing it no favors as far as sound, and it was phenomenal. It sounded just awesome. I love. And so I can only imagine what yours sounds, like. Todd. I'm sure yours is um, even better. I downshift. Todd, Todd, can you talk a little bit about the the ride quality of the car, especially? Uh, I'm just interested in the uh, in the suspension, obviously, because you have the JCW ones and also the um, the um, the tires, right? Yes. So I have the uh, I have run flat uh, run flat Pirellis on my car. The performance run flat Pirellis, right? Yeah. So, so uh, and the JCW Pro suspension, which is lowered as far as it'll go. And I will say that the ride quality is a little bit stiff. Um, did we lose DB? I'm still here. I just don't, I there keep you. talking and you guys just don't hear me. No, I didn't hear a thing. Um, so I, yeah. I think the, the, uh, the ride quality is a little stiff, but it's much better than it was in my GP because the car is, of course, heavier. But I don't find it uncomfortable by any stretch of the imagination. And on the highway, it is very comfortable cruising. Now, when you hit a bump, you know it. Everything in the car rattles and it throws you. I mean, it's, it's very stiff. But in a way, for a sports car, you feel the road again. And I think it's with this suspension on the Mini, the, the adjustable coilover suspension that you can get with that JCW Pro, it makes you feel like it's a race car again. And so it's very familiar to me, like the JCW suspension I had on my you know, 2006 GP. And I absolutely love it. Highly recommend it. If it's too stiff for people, I just recommend raising it up just a little bit more. Give yourself a little bit more rebound. But I don't think it's going to change it. It's not going to, you know, change it that much. I don't bottom out, by the way. Um, you know, going through you know low spots i don't feel the car f bottoming out so i think it's phenomenal i love it so far okay how does it this is a big question yeah todd you have a gp first generation i don't know if anybody notice notices you know like you're like you you have had a gp for a while and you've talked about it for a long time on the show mm -hmm. what do you prefer um, the 2016 JCW. In fact, I preferred it so much that I sold the GP, Gabe. Well, wait, 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 wait. But like, it's 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 kind of difficult. Wait a to, second. Wait a because, second. No, no, no. Let's yeah. back up. Yeah, no, because there's the Todd who like the Todd of 2016 wants something comfortable but also goes fast. But would the Todd of 20, 2006 would 
like something comfortable that goes fast. I mean, it's like you're comparing two different person and two different cars at the same time. So, uh, no, what do you think the dud of 20, 2006 would have gone for? But I, the 2016 one is available. That's, a, that's like, a great question. Let me let me say this because I drove them both. Wait, wait, wait you sold your GP? I did. Yeah. You didn't sell it to me. Uh, no, I didn't. He sold well, it to. I'm, he sold it to a good owner. I did. I'm, I'm looking for a GP. Why would you have not sold it to me? I have. I have complete visitation rights and first right of refusal when this person lets it go. So, <laughs> so anyway, in, in answer to your question, uh, before I sold it, I took a long trip in this, um, you know, I went to pick up the title at the state capitol. And so I got to spend, you know, a good couple of hours in this car and, you know, kind of fell in love with it all over again. And you're driving highway miles, but it's, you know, the power is there, the feeling is there. And I thought, oh, I'm really going to miss this car. So I came back, I got into the 2016 and I went and drove it and I go... I'm not going to miss it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have to say that um, I, while I love it and, and I do miss it a little bit, man, getting into the 2016 JCW wipes all of that away. It, it, I never thought it would, Gabe, and I didn't believe you when you were you know, telling me before, but the, the 2016 feels faster with the exception of it doesn't it, – it feels like you hit a peak – Mm-hmm. way sooner than you did in the GP. The GP felt like mm-hmm. it just kept pulling at 80 miles an hour and it's pulling even more and it pulling even I think, more. And I think a lot of that, to be honest with you, I don't think the red line, the red line's part of it. I think it's the power delivery. And well, it, I mean, I don't think it is, it is the power delivery. I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's very it, straightforward. But I think it's, a gr- so Todd, I love that you're mentioning this because I would say that um, you're right. You know, like it's, power is intoxicating and and in a lot of ways power is more intoxicating than experience than just like sort of <laughs> you know what i mean right and the gp the original gp is an experience but a car with more torque and power is kind of intoxicating even more so and with the sound so you add you add the jcw pro sound on top of that mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you've got like a whole package because it really feels like you're in a race car because at 4000 rpms in third gear the thing sounds like a nascar mm-hmm. it really does and it's actually louder with the windows up than it is with the windows down part of that might be the sound module that's in it but i don't think that the sound module is the same because the it the, is the same but it doesn't so the, you're so from what i understand um, the impact of the sound module with that exhaust is is dramatically decreased. Yeah, yeah. I hear the exhaust more than anything. And yeah, the, and, and I think, so, I mean, what the sound module is meant to do is to replicate or sort of uh, basically bring in to the cabin the sound of the engine. But the, the difference is you're hearing the exhaust, not right. necessarily the engine. Right. Um, the JCW has a fantastic engine sound a lot of that is due to the sound module yeah uh i hate to say it but that said like the sound module is basically amplifying what the engine is producing so it's pure i mean it's what are you gonna do yeah it's pure so i love this conversation i feel like db wants us to move on yes let's move on yes <laughs> let's talk let's talk. i haven't been on the show in a while but i i i remember the days so gabe you, it's going to be posted here let's let's at least go over this um and then we'll end up with sales but let's talk about the car and driver review yeah, yeah. they had a 2014 cooper s for 21 months okay and they've been updating and i've been following this and, and reading their articles uh 
over the last almost two years mm-hmm. about this car. And they've had some issues with the car. I think one of which, you know, they had, a, I think it was in the shop 11 times in 21 months. And <laughs> they famously, the longest stretch was a 90-day period where the dealer had the car for 45 days. I mean, it's unbelievable. So yeah, it is so unbelievable. There, there's so much to talk about. I, I, I wrote, I actually I wrote an article about it. It's, it should be posted by the time you read this on Motoring File. Um, ten, some ten of some stories. of their critiques. What's that, DB? What's ten that? Stories are going on Motoring File tomorrow. Never mind. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, one of the things that um, so there's a bunch of shit. Sorry, can I swear on this show? You can. There's a bunch of shit that they talked about which you have to roll your eyes at and I'm going to give you a couple examples um, and I'm going to I'm going to back up for a second and uh, let everyone in on a secret in the automotive publishing world when you're big enough you get a free car you get free cars I at Motoring File and you guys have 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 driven. You guys have you know been a part of this as well. Um, Motorfile gets a car from Mini, and it allows us to sort of keep abreast of the current offerings. It allows us to write about the cars. It allows us to know the product, and I think it's a really great way to sort of stay in contact with what's happening currently and, with Mini. And, and Gabe, just for the record, we don't get cars. That's, that's just you. <laughs> You're the one. <laughs> but we get invited, though. We get invited. You, to you get invited to, to press trips, and, and you've, we've, you've we've driven. Been. And I, I listen. That's not true. Todd, Todd no. has driven a press car and then of modern files with his pants off. Well, <laughs> I'm making sure that you're that we're clear, and that White Roof Radio doesn't get any kind of preferential uh, treatment from Mini USA. None. Well, okay. That aside, I'm not well, sure. I'm sure that, that that was clear, especially to the listeners who think it's, that maybe Mini gives us free stuff. Especially after what I've been saying over the last couple of months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say, I mean, listen, let's let, you know, lay the cards on the table. It's fine. Um, Motoring File has, does get these cars. We write about it. And we, warts and all, like, I mean, I, you know, if there's something wrong with the car, I mean, I, I, I certainly report on it. Point being, when, you know, uh, and I mean, and Motoring File is hard work. It's not like, it's it's easy and simple like it's hard work and there's a there you know it's 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 a site built from nothing to 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 be what it is and and there's a lot of credibility and obviously a lot of value in that and many USA sees that provides us with a car to allow us to have access to its newest product fantastic i mean it's a, it's a wonderful obviously it's a wonderful arrangement um, everybody sort of wins we don't shy away from talking about things that go wrong you know that's that's just a fact uh, go back and read about it on um, MF Garage. You'll see all of our all of our press cars and all the things that have gone wrong and all the things we've loved. So that said, we've had the experience that a lot of you have had, which is to say, our cars have been generally great. They've been mostly trouble free, and we've loved them. Um, the cars I've owned personally from Mini, same thing. I've had a couple issues. My um, wonderful 2002 Cooper had a lot of issues, um, but as the years have gone on, in my opinion, in my experience, minis have gotten substantially uh, uh, more trouble-free, if you will. And so, you know, I so so, car and driver, Motor Trend, Road and Track, the European magazines. 
um, a lot of internet publications, a lot of entities get a press car. It could be for a week, it could be for a year, it could be for two years, like car and driver. And the notion there is, many just says, listen, we, as part of our budget, we want to give cars out to people to test and to tell us what's what's right and what's wrong, and also obviously report on them. And the car and driver gets not just minis, and that's the difference here. We know minis, we understand them very, very, very well, and we report on them at a different level. So if you're uh, somebody who really wants to know about minis, you're going to read our content. If you're somebody who just wants to know about cars casually, you're going to read Car and Driver. Right, right. Car and Driver gets lots of these press cars, lots of them, lots of shitty, shitty press cars, lots of good press cars, lots of mediocre press cars. So the people who write about cars at Car and Driver, they're jaded to begin with. You guys know this. You've seen it, Alex. You've seen it, Todd. You've seen it, DB. You've seen it. Some of these guys don't even know how to drive stick. That is not a joke. No, that's true. Literally do not know how to drive stick. These people are not like, I'm going to say this. These people are not like you and I, some of them. Some of them are. Some of them are awesome. Some of them are amazing people. A lot of them are not. A lot of them are really just journalists looking for a gig. (laughs) And so when you read some of Car and Driver's reports and, and critiques on this car... If you know all this, you can't help but roll your eyes. Well, in a way, Gabe, but here's the thing, is that the audience they're speaking to are not enthusiasts either. They're just wanting to know, hey, should I go buy a Ford Focus or should I go buy a... But let me ask you a question. If you're buying a car, an automotive magazine, don't you want an expert opinion? In my opinion, a lot of... Sorry to use that term so often. A lot of the content there is not expert quality. And so let me just back up for a second. So... The, the the one of the one of the, the I separate the, the critique that they had into two categories meaningless and meaningful. The first part, meaningless, let's just talk about that for a second. And the first example in my mind is the complaint about the headlight switch. The light switch. Yeah, I saw that. Their complaint was it was obscured by the steering wheel. <laughs> no, it's it's okay, in- let's, so let's back up for a second. Uh, so it has automatic headlights, right? Yeah, you know, you have to turn them on and then never turn touch them it again. on once in the car's life. I've never touched my headlights since I've owned so this that's, car. So that's the first critique, which is I think damning enough. The second critique is the first time it's confusing. The second time it's not. The rest of your life, even if you turn them on every day, it's not confusing. It's not confusing. It's inconvenient. Okay. It's not inconvenient, Todd, if you know where they are, if you own the car. And that's my point. These people have... Well, and press- I'll, say, I'll say this, Gabe, because... They shuffle in and out of these press cars every single day. And so they have a life that an owner... No, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong, because I have rear fog lights on my car, right? And the rear fogs do not come automatic on automatically. You have to press the button. You're, you're, you've got to be. You've got to be kidding me. You and don't know where the button is. After no, 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 I, no, no. I know where the button is. The button is right next to Todd. Let me ask you a question. How often do you turn your rear fog lights on? Every time it rains and there's obscured visibility, I turn them on, and because people. How, I mean, do you live on an island in the Pacific? Dude, it's been raining here. We have had 16 inches <laughs> so, of rain so far so, this year. Right, so you're, I've you're been using them a lot. Some weird hurricane conditions. Yes, that I've been using normal. them a lot. So anyway, my hope, my whole point is in like, no, no, no. Like, you don't. Like you got to let me make my point because you, like, you're that wrong. Is not, that is not normal. <laughs> no, you are. You are absolutely wrong about this. No, I'm this, right. This that is, is an, such an inconvenient <laughs> place 
to find it no. because I know where it is and I use it a lot and I still reach down there and I have to take my eyes off the road to go, what the hell? Where is I, this so switch? Where? So 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 you really think So I agree. Average human being, number one, has rear fogs. Number two, <laughs> no. has to use them on a daily basis. That's insane. I have used my rear fogs on an annual basis probably three to four times a year. Yeah. Probably three four. I mean that that is Yeah, it. but it doesn't it doesn't matter, Gabe, because like the even if the only one time you need to use them And you can't find to, it? It needs to work. You need to just work, you know, as exactly. well, how, how like your favorite brand it? needs to just work. Like is it super confusing to you that you wouldn't know where the headlight light switches? Look, it's not gonna make me hate like the the car. Obviously, like no, no, not I, at I'm all. Not, I'm not calling like. But I think it's insane. Driver hating the I think car. it's insane. I think it's insane it's, that somebody. It's is not what I agree with you. It's not what you would be. You would use to judge a car. Like, obviously, that's it's, the like, it's not the main and that, thing. And that's the thing. It's like these. It was these niggling. It was a are, like these people are looking at this product. Yes. As an appliance, and so this is the thing. You've got writers who are not automotive writers who are just journalists who are judging a product. And you have to understand, as car people, they look at things differently than we do. And they start to productize and basically rate this product like a refrigerator. Mm. And so ask yourself, is that how you rate a product? Is that how you rate a car? Does mm. do, the th- do the things that, that matter to them, like where is the switch for the ice box in the refrigerator? No, it's and not it's gonna be the- common with every other refrigerator on the market. That's the that's that's basically what they're suggesting. They're suggesting that the switches, the switch gear, but basically see, Gabe, the actions, the functionality should be identical to to what they call best in class, i.e., the Honda Accord or the. But Toyota here's the Camry. problem. Here's the that, problem, that's Gabe. Is what, that is the yardstick they're measuring the Mini. Against. Nope. Here's the. You want that. Here is the problem: is that Mini has realized, and their marketing has realized, that this car, the entire brand, has become a commodity. They have they have dumbed this down so far to it's make it. Comp- Who's they? Who's like, they has dumbed down? Mini, Mini as a company has has dumbed it's the not car. Dumbed down. They didn't dumb down. It's been built by it's a, the car's been built by committee. It's been built by JD Power. Yes, everything. Everything from day one that I want. Because R50 I was built by Thanks. Yeah, no, yeah, DB. Every single product since the 50s has been built by community. Like, exactly. The, the, the fact that, like, so here's the point. Right. But here's the point. The difference community between. Community just changes based on your opinion. No, 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 no. no. It, it, it's okay. So basically, they've done all these things, Gabe. This car has grown, evolved, if you will. Okay. Or like DB says, and I think DB's right. It's been built by committee because people complain about things like the light switch. Okay, they complained. Oh, but, these toggles but, are stupid. I got to move the the door windows. But they've to the been d- built like they've been doing this since. Like, take so you away just the proved your own point, Gabe. Gabe, you just proved your own point. People complain about the light switch. They're gonna yeah. move it. And really quick now, not for nothing, sales are down. But, 20- but that's that's not. So take that away. That's not my my point. Is they've been doing this forever. But Ever. but uh, what my so other point away, is that Mini like has trained us. No, 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 I'm not missing it. Mini has trained us for the last 10 years that if you complain about, I don't like where the light switch is, you know what's going to happen? They're going to move it because so, people complain for 10 years that you, they don't you, like where the toggle you, you switch is. Look at, you don't, don't just look at this car because <laughs> here's the thing. This car didn't evolve for 40 years. It didn't evolve for a very long but time. But it wasn't owned by BMW. No, 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 no. It wasn't owned by anybody. It was owned by the... 
British government, for yeah, God's right. sake. Yeah. It's like it, it didn't even matter, you know? So look at any other car and look at the evolution of any other car. The, G- the, the, the Golf, the Camp. Like it's anything. not all been good, Gabe. It's not all been good. Anything. Of course not. Well, I mean, it depends on your. I mean, talk, talk to the average person on the street. They think it's been great. Cars are easier to drive, they're more like friendly they're faster they're more economical they're bigger that's the average people enthusiasts don't like it well i think you're so take that out of the equation (laughs) you can't because but gabe you just said the enthusiasts are the ones who have to take into account what these people are saying about the cars people who are journalists you're you're, you're mixing you're mixing conversations because like (laughs) that's exactly what i'm doing on purpose Well, no, but that's but that's not the point we're talking about. Like, this is a, it's a very different point, and I'm, it's building up to all of that. Okay, okay. So, so think think about this. Like, you you have a you have like evolution of a product, and every little choice that is made is based on trying to sell more products. Yes. Okay. So, ultimately, what we end up if we all are looking at the same data, what do we end up with? We end up with sales down twenty one two point two percent. No, 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 no. You're, you're not. You're missing the big picture. No, you're missing the big picture. Okay, what's the big picture? We are all looking at the same data. Yeah. We are all creating different products. What do we end up with? The same car. The same car. We end what? up with the same goddamn a commodity. Yeah. Yeah. Every car is, is the same. And that's my point. And so when you look at the way, and I'm gonna now coming back to this. Okay. When you look at the way car and driver critiques this car what they're leaning towards what they're driving us towards is there's only one solution they don't say it they're too stupid to understand it they don't say it they don't even understand they're suggesting it what they're saying though is there's one way to do everything there's one way to do this there's one way to do that if you want this kind of car you do this if you want that kind of car you do that no i think what they're that saying is it- not so that no that is exactly what they say if you read these articles and if you see their critique they always map back to the same things and the problem is we as a society have taken risk and character out of everything the many gave it back to us and we're slowly because of articles like this taking it away that's the problem. Uh, maybe a little. I think I think Apple has ruined us for something that's designed that well. And that doesn't make any sense. No, no, that no. Doesn't no. make I'm, any sense at all. I'm saying something that's intuitive and something that works. No, no, no. Something that that's a good that, that, user interface that is universal. Okay. That, I, does anybody complain about an iPhone that says it's too difficult you know to use? How many user interfaces are in a common car? Oh, 20 too, to 30. Too many. So what I'm saying is that Mini is marketing this car as a premium product that should be like something like Apple. It's a pre- it's the most expensive phone on the market. There's no question about it. And but it's also the most intuitive, okay? So Mini is marketing this as a premium product and with that they even said in this car and drive article, car and driver article and I'm I'm kind of, you know, agreeing with them a bit. Is they're like they're telling you it's a premium car but it's not. A lot of this stuff is cheap because they didn't think enough about it. They didn't go to so, the extra so, step. I, so I, I, I totally disagree. Okay. There, there, these, these people, the, so the if you look at the competition that Mini has, you feel the touch points, you look at the interactions, by and large, they're not as good. By and large, they are not as, I hate this word because it's so, so like, you know, personal. They're not as premium. They literally are not. And from a from a quantitative standpoint, if you talk to engineers, you'll understand why. 
but they are not as premium. And so you've got people who are getting paid in the $20,000 range who are living in the middle of Ann Arbor, Michigan, saying something isn't premium. Yeah. Do you have any idea? Like, I mean, I'm sorry to like call a spade a spade, but these people don't live a life where they're surrounded by, uh, using air quotes here, premium products, except now, for maybe their phone. I don't know. Everything maybe, is premium. Like, maybe the press trips they take. This is not the life they live. They don't understand. I mean, I hate to say this. They don't have that. Well, here's the thing, Gabe, is I think, and I've been in a lot of cars. I drive a a lot of cars on a regular basis, a lot of different brands of cars and everything like that. Saying that is not what's going to be the selling point of many. And I think that's the point is the the nicest thing anybody said in that article was that it shifts smooth and it's fun to drive. And that is that is the key. That is the number one thing. I mean, it was it was faint praise. I mean, it was faint praise, but that should be the top of the market. There's some serious shit we need to talk about in the article. The stuff I'm talking about is so asinine that we're even discussing it because I I mean, I've made my point and I think it's like pretty cut and dry. Like the people who are critiquing this, critiquing those things specifically with with the word premium are are people who aren't hey they're the same I mean, the same aren't people as qualified as 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 a lot of folks to be actually able to bandy that word around no in truth and actuality they're the same people who complained about the size of the speedometer in 2002 and we all went this is the coolest thing ever right so but that's but that's exactly yeah that's the point yeah yeah we all if if right there's, there's no I mean you there's, did there's, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of data out there that shows that people who so. are asked or asked about what they want, they will they will answer. So let's say let's put it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me just make this point. Go ahead. There's a lot of people out there who, if they're asked what they want, they will a- they will answer, "I want a faster horse." And, I mean, that is that is the truth. Like you've okay. got you know, you've got a lot of people who don't understand what the future could be, or don't understand what good could be, and so they only answer in context with their situation. And so the thing I'm referencing, of course, is the Henry Ford quote, which is to say, if I would have asked the public what they wanted, they would have said, I want a faster horse. Instead, I gave them the Model T, which changed the world. And so that's the thing. Like You've got people who are saying, this doesn't make sense to me, but I don't have a full view of what the future is. I don't have the full view of what the world is. I don't have a full view of even what the automotive industry is. And you've got those people who are dictating what people think and who are dictating ultimately, sadly, what the future of automotive world could be. Well, let's say this. Um, let's say, is this working? Okay, all of the things, all of this evolution with Mini. Let's move on to sales for the year. Okay? Whoa, 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 I want, I want to... I want to. I want to do. I do want to say one thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the car and driver article, except for a couple, there's a few things that I thought were just asinine. Like most of the, I know a couple of people who work there, and they're smart. I know a few other people who work there. They're idiots, and a lot of that content in there was super eye rolling. Some of it is hard to argue with. Their car was a lemon. Their car was terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had their some problems. Their car was a piece of shit. Yeah. and yeah. many needs to like many needs to What's answer that to that. I just want to like be Thank on the you. record and say that that, that was can, that was not right. What was that, DB? It was. Continue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There was some problems with it, and the, the fact that it was in there for the suspension problems and things like that. But here's the other thing too. In defense of many, it was a 2014. There were a lot of issues with the first year model. And DB, what's your favorite thing to say? 
I wouldn't own a first year car, right? But but I mean that said, Todd, like I had I had a 2014. I put almost eighteen thousand miles on it. I had one problem in eighteen thousand miles. One single problem. It was the most trouble free car I owned ever for many. Yeah, but like you you saying this and car driver saying this, Gabe, is like it's two two opposite data points. Like those two data points are not like relevant. Like I, I don't know what is the I think we're gonna know soon, but what what JD Power is saying? Well, actually, JD Power is saying pretty good things about the the F56. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, those are two like extreme data points, like you being trouble free and kind driver basically having a lemon. It's but it's I, like but difficult think, to compare. They're opposite. It's kind of my point, which is to say that it's equaled out. I mean, yes, insane, terrible, horrible, like and true. Like they truly had issues. But I think when people read that, the assumption is that's every one of them. Well, that's not every one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I can, you know, my my experience, like my personal experience is the minute that I had the longest, I mean, I didn't have it personally the longest, but that we have had the longest in the family is, uh, is a 1D from 2003. Zero issues with it. I mean, the only issue that we have was maybe the passenger window, you know, uh, being loose at some point because you know the car ages like anything, but uh, like zero problem whatsoever. So I mean, it's it's another extreme data point. I, I yeah. So you know, and I don't think car driver's case was helped by the fact that they got a car from MTTS, and I'm not mistaken, but I think <laughs> that belonged to the car that the BuzzFeed guys drove. Oh, uh, that. <laughs> Why, DB, why didn't you just tell us that earlier? <laughs> you look at the license plate. It was a K60EH license plate from New Jersey. Oh, my that gosh. Was one of the cars. Was on, I'm almost positive that was one of the fleet cars from Mini Takes the State. That's funny. There's That's your problem. And they were not only did they complain about the suspension, they thought this car rode rough. This is a short version for everybody who can't be bothered to click through all five pages. They said the car rode rough, and it was a rattle trap at, once it hit 15,000 miles. Yeah, I, so, I I won't experience, like, I'll say this. We had a 2014 Cooper here in the household that we put 20, you know, what, 23,000 miles on it, something like that before yeah. we traded it in. And, and, and talk about the, the conditions, the weather conditions that, you, that you're also living under. Uh, yeah, we drove everywhere from 105 degrees to, you know, sub-zero and snow and everything else. And the car was, was problem-free, with the exception of the handful of recalls that they had on it, which were completely asinine, in my opinion. Things that shouldn't have been recalls. It should have been like, oh, bring it in. We need to tighten this nut. I mean, there was nothing wrong with the car that we had, with the exception of the gas tank was too small, and the fuel economy was nowhere near what it should have been for that three-cylinder. We're going to move Wait, on. I only to have a few more minutes. Let's talk about sales. Let's talk about sales numbers. Absolutely there, because I think this is a trend for the year, and I looked at this from January through May. So we've got five months of sales figures. And you and I talked about this, Todd, on Slack earlier. Yes, is that there are many reasons for this, but basically sales are down 16% for the year. And in May, it was one of the biggest, not the biggest, February was down 23.7%, but there were some extenuating circumstances for that also. But May, we don't have many circumstances left with the exception of the clubman, I mean, the countryman is, is seven years old. 
Well, okay. and also you have uh, two days less of sales, I think. There is, well, and two, one fewer. Two, and, make sales. Yeah, and that's that's actually that's true. And that's also true. one fewer shorter month. Yeah. One Everybody one fewer weekend. Now. That was a big deal. Is there was one fewer weekend than there was last year. So, mm-hmm. it does skew things a bit. But what I'm saying is, look at the trend. Okay, this isn't just one anomaly. No, you're right, Todd. I I, I actually was looking at it, and I was sort of eyeballing it, and I was assuming that even there was one less weekend, it, we. I mean, USA still would have been down probably not 10%, but at least like 8 9%. So let's say this. From January, so they would be down again. No for the, from what. January to the end of May, they're the same number of weeks, okay? And it's down 16%. Now, the industry as a whole, now I'm, I'm not considering SUVs and crossovers because I think that's what we're going to talk about next, but the, the small car industry as a whole is only down about 5.5% so far for the year, and Mini's down 16%, okay? Um this is a telling thing now it's a trend and i think it's a scary trend now there's a lot of explanations to this gabe what is your explanation for this um my explanation is pretty straightforward i mean okay there is (laughs) there is a lot of momentum towards crossovers and larger vehicles suvs specifically crossovers and many is on the opposite end of that. But wait a minute. What about the trend. new? What about the new Clubman? The new all four Clubman? Everybody says it's huge. It's bigger than that, the Countryman. It's, are you an, Are you an American? It's bigger than a Countryman. Are you an American, Todd? Yeah, yes, sir. Do you like wagons? Um. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're not, not an American. You're, American. <laughs> you're not an American. You hate wagons. Wagons are some sort of weird thing that you're confused about. You get like weirded out when you see a wagon, and you a, start to talk about Budweiser. But see, I'm a weird American. So, I'm a pseudo automotive right, journalist. Right, right. So anyway, <laughs> my point is, you're a weird American. Most Americans look at oh, that thing and they're like, "Wow, that's weird." Where's the SUV version of that? Well, damn it, it doesn't exist. It does not exist yet. Instead, you point if you're a mini uh, salesman. God bless you, by the way. If you're a mini salesman, you point to the to countrymen, and and they're like, "Well, that didn't that didn't seem right. That's a little bit smaller, you know. That's not the the Clubman SUV. I want the Clubman SUV." And so what what happens there is that Mini USA is not able to capitalize as well as they should. It's just um, bad is timing. U.S. market. I mean, they're, sorry, Americans. Deranged. The Clubman is the best product you could possibly want yeah. if you want a large Mini. I love it. I have had it now for about six months. It is amazing. It is. It. I mean, I love the Clubman and the Roadster I had a few years ago. Those are probably my two favorite Minis of all time. It is. It is phenomenal. There's no reason for somebody to pass it up for a Countryman. And I'll even say this: people who are buying Countryman right now, what are you thinking? What are you doing buying a countryman? Well, Gabe, the club- you know why they're so- buying them? It's because they're getting five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars off on them. Clubman is worth more, and it's so much better. And so, anyway, that I, I think a lot of it is the fact that Mini does not have a crossover, a new crossover, a crossover that is yes. a compact model. The country, countryman is not; it's a, it, it's subcompact. Um, and so, I think that's that's the key. No, I was about to say that when you look historically at the sales of Mini, like the Countrymen and uh, and the uh, and the hardtop have been very close to one another, like for the longest of time, right? You know, I think I think at some point the countrymen oversold the hardtop and then the hardtop came back on top. But um, 
like today, like the regardless of the countryman being available, even if the car was there, like you would not pick up all of mini sales up. Like there's clearly something else. It's not just right. just You're the right. SUV not being there. Well, so let me ask this though. So if you if you look at the sales and you look at like the delta between the two, can you imagine a a countryman that's larger? Because I think that's the thing. It's like it's hard to imagine this, but can you imagine a, a larger countryman actually picking up conquest sales from other brands? I don't know what's it going to be because right because now I feel like they're missing. Like I mean, I feel like they're losing sales. They are people are walking. Range people are walking across brands. People are walking across the parking lot and they're buying X ones. So if you have a countryman that's the size of the X one for cheaper, what's going to happen? And ironically, the X one, the clubman, and the countryman are all going to be built on the same platform. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I mean, I you know, I, I talked to somebody who bought a um, an X one not too long ago, and actually at the at the dealer, and um, and you're right. I mean, BMW is a brand that people aspire to own. And it's a different, you know, there, there's a broader segment of people who aspire to own that than, than that prefer a Mini. Right. And so you're right. You know, when you start to, like, break down the barriers between the two, it's a little bit easier for a broader sele- selection of folks to go just walk across, the, and you I, know, and I, by the BMW. Yes, and I blame a couple of things. I, I blame, like you said, the, the insatiable lust in the U.S. economy for SUVs and crossovers. And by that meaning, they don't consider the clubman in that class, which they're crazy because it looks more like a wagon. Okay, so that mini, yeah, is struggling. It's bad timing. So here's the the ultimate question: Do you think that the BMW old school idea of we're only going to update the models every seven years, okay, with the exception of a, a life cycle impulse, is what we refer to as LCI, they do some mid cycle upgrades? At like three and a half, four years, um, I think that's gone out the window. I think technology and even cars are advancing so quickly that people want more like a five, you know, maybe a six-year life cycle, and that BMW is going to have to start rethinking this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, hey, maybe. It's I think. A, it's, it's I, think what the, I think. I think what is going to happen is I think that there's going to be two. Life cycles. I think there's going to be a, 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 a structural, I think there's going to be a mechanical life cycle, and I think there's going to be a software life, life cycle. And increasingly, the software life cycle is going to become more and more important. And I think that the hardware, sorry, I don't mean to, like the hardware life cycle is going to continue around seven years. I think the software life cycle is going to be moved to more of like a 12, 18, 24 month time period. Yeah. And I mean, there's people listening to the show right now who've been screaming at us for the longest time going, it's all about technology. I can buy a car with CarPlay and neither BMW mm-hmm. or Mini has a car that's going to offer me CarPlay unless I buy an X5 or X6 at the end of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I, like I said, I know that we've got people in our audience who many many is going to offer it in twelve to eighteen months. I mean, they're going to have to completely change the whole dash. There's going to have to be no, a new screen. No, it's 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 straightforward. To put the, a new touch to put a touch screen in there. Yeah, that's just it's that's a standard size slot there, Todd, for the screen. It's a different. It's just literally a different screen. Yeah, and a different. Yeah. Dash. A different computer will have that BlackBerry iOS device in the background instead of whatever. Yeah, it'll be it'll be straightforward. I, I can mean, only hope. Yeah. I can only hope. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I listen. I I've only been sort of whispered this. Uh, I don't know for sure, but I mean, that's that's what I was. 
it was it was inferred to me that that is is coming. Well, it's a little faster than the LCI then, but like like we said last. No, the week, LCI happens next fall. Oh yeah, okay. So and so I mean, I'm, I my my when I'm referencing twelve to eighteen months, I'm that's about that LCI, and the LCI is going to be big. I mean, the F fifty six is gonna there's gonna be some interesting stuff. It's gonna be the front bumper is gonna be redesigned. A lot of people are gonna be excited about that. Um, the lights are gonna be redesigned. Um, there's gonna be a, a I mean, it's all in learning file. Well, wow, I'm in case, you, in case you want to read about these things from like <laughs> uh, you know six months ago. Um, there's going to be a dual clutch transmission option as well for for the Cooper and, S. And, so and, there's there's a lot of cool stuff that's coming, and I think CarPlay is going to be one of them. And a diesel coming too, right? Uh, <laughs> that's that's actually that's actually hard coded into dealer software. So yes, it should, <laughs> I mean it actually is in there. So I, I mean yeah. they've never I'll put it this way. They've never, they've never uh, hard coded something in that didn't come. Well, there you go. So DB, yeah. there's hope. There's hope yet for a diesel. Gabe's lying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. I, I just, I just see the software. Like, I mean, it, it, yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a presser. Give me oh. an honest to goodness press release that says that. Yes, in 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20. We are going to release a diesel mini in the United States. You'll, you'll Show me that up. piece of paper, and then I'll get excited. Until then, no, I'm not going to get excited. It's all crap. You know, before we before we let Gabe go, because I know he's got to leave here before too long. Gabe, you posted a picture on your Instagram of getting a flat tire in one of your BMWs uh, earlier this month, and yeah. I just that's a seven series long. Ask, did you just get out of the car, go to the back, and just rub your hands in the dirt? I got this. I got. You know what we're talking about, Gabe? (laughs) No, I don't. The BMW ad. Have you not seen it? No. Where the guy? Watch any TV. I don't don't know what. No. So there is a BMW ad, like for a three series, right? Where the guy is driving with his girlfriend, is driving the new three series, uh, driving around, and all of a sudden they get like the tire signal that the tire is flat. By the way, it's uh, it's at 17 psi, which is pretty dangerous, but doesn't matter. Um, And then he gets out, and because it's uh, because it's uh, run flat, he he actually pretends to rub his hand in the dirt. So let me let me explain to you what happened with this car because this is a hundred and thirty thousand dollars seven. 50 okay that i had yeah and you hit a pothole i had two of my children in the back driving on the skyway in chicago which is which is if anybody knows chicago uh there's a there's about a 20 minute stretch you don't stop you can't stop and you don't go off the skyway it's chicago is an incredibly safe area it's incredibly safe town except for uh, the thousands of murders that happen in this exact area <laughs> off the highway. <laughs> if anybody knows anything about Chicago yes. or sees the news, you'll see there's like, oh my God, there's murders everywhere. Well, there's truth is there's no murders except for this one spot. That's the spot I was driving over on the Skyway. And and I hit, and of course the road's shit, and I hit a, a horrible pothole. Horrible. As soon as I hit it, I said to myself, that's gone. I, I looked immediately. I feel it. I, I quickly go to the iDrive, turn on the, the th- within 10 seconds, I look at my tire pressure. Actually, I think within five. I have four tires. It's 38, 38, 37, zero. Dude. Yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the picture of this tire. It looks like the tread actually delaminated from the tire. Within within five seconds, the tire was, it, there's, the air was gone. It 
It was shattered. And so I'm well, taking it wasn't a run flat or was no, it? No, of course it was a run flat. Yeah. Okay. Oh my. And gosh. so I I was like, listen, um, you promised you promised me 50 miles at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I set I set the adaptive cruise. You Dude, know, did you just just goes, did you 50 just, miles an hour? And I drove all the way back. It took me about 20 more miles. And and you and destroyed a 900 dollar M Sport wheel. <laughs> no, the wheel is fine. Look oh, at the wheel. Man. Actually, the wheel is fine. I, it's tread wow. delaminated from the tire, wow. uh, and the tire looks like it's just barely hanging on just by, like, it's not. Oh, no, like, in fact, in fact so I get this car back. I get this car back because uh, I, I'm going to have it for another week uh, to test it because of this happened, and I couldn't co- totally test the car, as I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, so, you know. Uh, wow. Get it back. But, yeah, I mean, uh, 7 Series, by the way, phenomenal. Uh, uh, technology amazing, horribly disjointed interfaces. Beyond that, uh, the car itself is shockingly good. Um, actually, next show, I'd love to talk about but some of the it- technology that's going to make its way to the mini. The four wheel steering in particular is pretty, pretty trick. Yeah. Well, hey, Honda had that on the uh, the Prelude back in the they 80s. Did. They did. In the and, 80s, and man. They, didn't, they, they actually didn't. They only used about 50% of what was good about the 7 Series four wheel yeah. steering. But uh, you're right, they did. Uh, the 7 Series is interesting because it increases stability and increases turn in. Um, there's some cool shit that, that, that they uh, they do with it. Uh, That's awesome. But also natural language search. There's like a lot of cool like technology stuff. It's just not that unified, beautiful interface that we all sort of hope and expect for. But it's an awesome car. Well, I mean, there's can- a lot of... We, a lot of cool, cool we stuff. We can that, only uh, hope that BMW and other car companies will let tech companies do what they do best and stick to the car stuff. But uh, I don't think that's ever. Well, I mean, you're hard gonna to swallow. Well, uh, you're going to be in a world very soon where tech, tech companies are going to be making better cars than. Yeah, car that's the thing. Apple's going to have a better maybe, car. Maybe we don't. We don't know that. We don't know that yet. I mean, we don't know that allegedly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Allegedly. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Well, All right, guys, I got to run. Gabe, thank you, Gabe, sir. Thanks again for joining us, Mr. Thanks, Gabe. Gabe. Intense, intense pleasure. <laughs> I mean, three intenses. Cheers, my friend. All right, Bye. peace out. Bye-bye. Again, thanks to Gabe for coming and joining us this week. It's so rare we get to talk to him, and uh, it was nice that Todd kind of smacked him around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we still only call him out on the hipster malarkey stuff. We'll do that next time. Uh, but really quick, I want to remind you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the wire roof. Our friends over at Cravenspeed, Cravenspeed.com. They make all the really cool carbon fiber computer crafted stuff here. It's all custom, right, for your minis, right? Uh, the springs, uh, intake manifold, a short antenna, really Bad, the, the best short shifter you're going to find for an R56, I'm not kidding. It is just such a nice piece. And, of course, the platypus mount for you, those of you who are cursed by states that have to have a front license plate. They're going to have to drill holes. I mean, the pit mounts right there really, really nice. That and a whole lot more, like the FlexBot adapter, another great piece. All that over at our friends at CravenSpeed.com. And don't forget, you can buy CravenSpeed parts, not necessarily at CravenSpeed.com. You can buy it at Motoring.com. You can buy it from Chad over at DetroitTune.com. Any place that sells CravenSpeed parts, we appreciate it if you, you know, give them a look before you, you know, move on to something else because the Craven Speed stuff is about as good as you're going to find, gang. It really is. Uh, go over there, though. Check them out. CravenSpeed.com. Make sure you sign up for the email newsletter. They send out, like, not very many emails at all, but keeps you up to date when they add new stuff to the site, which is really, really cool. Uh, you can find all the things that you like and, you know, should you go and buy something, the cool trick is to leave a comment there that says thanks for supporting White Reef Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they, uh, especially, you know, since they've been supporting us almost since the get-go as well. That, of course, our friends over at CravenSpeed. CravenSpeed.com Come go check them out, please. Yes, and 
as as Alex brought up, he really wanted to talk about the new uh, uh, British version of Top Gear that came out this week and how it relates to minis is that anybody who's a fan of the show for the longest time knows that they always had the star in the reasonably priced car, right? It was crap. And and now it's a mini this year for the new season. The, um, the, I like the mini parts, but the, the segment itself was just, it was horrible. It was, yeah, the segment was ridiculous, but the, the it's it's kind of a, I, I don't know I don't know what reasonably priced car means anymore because it's, it I mean, was it's a co- not... Yeah. Let's put it this way. This car was a Cooper... Um, and it was race prepped because it had a roll cage in it. Yeah. I'm sure it had a seats. Yeah, it had racing seats. I'm sure it had a suspension on it because this was a rally cross. They actually jumped this car mm-hmm. because it it did tarmac, it did dirt, it did jumps, you mm-hmm. know, mud, all of these things. And you know what? They really thrashed it. And I have to say, um, like him or not, uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay is a really he actually was one of the fastest ever drivers on. Top Gear, and even the old Top Gear. Old Top Gear, yeah. He was, he, I think, he, he, was, he was in the top three or top five. I think he was one of the fastest, like, non-professional drivers that there he, were. Well, and the star in the region of the best cars, like him and Simon Cowles and somebody else. So, yeah, much respect, right much respect to that, and he thrashed it and said he loved it. I mean, like, the look on his face, he said he had so much fun driving that Mini. And so that was the best part of a show that pretty much was a giant train wreck, in my opinion. So, did you be... Do you what you think of it? I I didn't think it was as bad as uh, a lot of people are hating on it, and the problem that they're doing is they're they're looking at it like they're they're expecting to see the old Top Gear, and you're not going to see the old Top Gear until the boys put their shot on Amazon later this year. What? This is the new Top Gear, which means you need to kind of go at it with like a whole new, just like you have to go ahead and say, okay, this is new. So well, they should have changed the format then if they wanted it to be all new. The- the format was completely different. They changed the they changed the whole um, the studio was different. Uh, the the way they the way they did the films was different. Uh, they were a little bit more cheese ball. There was a lot of cue card reading, which Jezza and those boys never did, uh, as far as you as far as like we tell. There was a lot of acting in this one, and I think it's all just a part of it. You know, this was the first that these time, first time these guys did a show together, um, and it got produced. So I don't know. I, I didn't think it was horrible. I gave it a, a B minus a C. So, so I got a question. <laughs> got a question for GB. Yeah, Chris Harris, Chris Evans, he screams too much. He needs to really calm this oh shit down. Gosh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so you're right. Like a lot of people are comparing it to the old type gear, and that's like the inevitable comparison. Like people right. will make this comparison, and and this has to be taken into account because it's still but, called Top Gear. It's still yeah, called Top Gear. Sure, sure. But like, if you take like the main, the main host, um, like for instance, like the segment on the Viper, like just try to sell me the car instead of shouting in it and like you know like Jeremy was doing a really a great even Jeremy and, uh, and Richard like actually any of them like mm-hmm. we do a great job at actually selling or in some cases destroying the car sure. and, and it wasn't like and it, and it looked like someone that kind of knew how to drive a fast car but that was it like as far as knowing like the you know technically what the car was capable of doing or not doing like it was kind of like nothing was there and right. so maybe that's because of the first one you know we can wait and see and judge the rest but uh, yeah, that's, yeah that's unfortunate I mean like someone like Chris Harris would have been better like talking about this car and he was on the uh, second half, if you got yeah, to see. Yeah, which was a waste, which was a total waste. Yeah. The thing with the Jeeps. Yeah, I, it, I, I, I thought it was more entertaining than factual than anything else. The digs at the old show were a little ridiculous, I thought. Yeah, ridiculous, um, yeah. 
Uh, they, I mean, one, okay, sure. But then there was like three, and it's like kind of went, mm. That started to fall bad. flat even with the studio audience, though. Yeah, so. I mean, it was, it was kind of, it was in kind of in poor taste, I thought. But, I mean, I thought the, I thought the segments were entertaining, except for the star and the reason they placed car. I thought that was just we, ridiculous. I have to say, I watched it with my lady friend, and, and we've always been big fans and of watch, it. And I watched the BBC version, too, just for the record. I watched it without commercials, the full one-hour, two-minute version, mm-hmm. not the BBC America version. Which is now exactly the same, dude. It's, it's, right. it's identical. They don't edit, and they even say that now, that the BBC America versions yeah. are completely not edited um, anymore. In fact, it's they go over... I they, never watched the BBC America versions because of yeah, music. Me neither. And they were edited for length to fit Yeah, and they, and they don't do that anymore because occasionally the shows are like an hour and 12 minutes. Right. You know, and they used to edit them down to an hour. Now they don't. So anyway, so so you get the same thing on BBC America or on, you know, wherever else you can find it. I believe there's a BBC app for the uh, Apple TV. And for Apple TV, but I, I need to check that. But anyway, um, I thought it was pretty much a train wreck. We watched it and we're big fans of the old show and almost shut it off. And we're like, oh, we got to wait and see the mini, you know. But uh, we were just like thoroughly unentertained by it. And I'm like, I'll give it another shot, but man, I'll only give it one or two more episodes. And I think it's it's. Yeah. Well, what's interesting in all that is that uh, you know the Grand Tour, which is the name of the new show that Clarkson, Hammond, and May are working on. It's it's putting them on the spot. Honestly, I was thinking about this yesterday. It's a big it's not expectation. Because, like, the yeah. other show is crap. That now you guys are off the hook. You're actually like totally on the hook now. Right. Because people are, are waiting for you like to actually do something. Because now you're not on Top Gear. The other the new guys are not as good as you were. So you guys better we've better be good now because we we're waiting for this and we won this. We'll we'll know in a couple uh, of months because it comes out in uh, what August. In the fall. In the fall. In the fall, fall on Amazon. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if anybody else noticed this or not, but one of the things that I did notice in the new Top Gear and I was slightly disappointed by is I didn't think the cinematography was as good to be that guy. Because the one thing about the old Top Gear, the cin- cinematography was always just brilliant. It was very right? film. Oh, it was very film. You're right. The yep, film yep. was just amazing to watch. You could turn the sound off and just watch them, and they're just, you know, they're just really well assembled and well well composed, and they're yep. just a beautiful thing to watch. And this time, I mean, I thought the cinematography was okay. But it definitely wasn't the same level as it used to be. No, that's a good point. That's a good. Point. You know, it was on. It was on. It was better than Top Gear USA, which is still a show that I don't care for. Um, I can't believe that show is still on. Oh my god! I can't believe it's still on either. And I thought, and honestly, I thought the new BBC Top Gear, the new crew, I thought it was better than any episode that I've seen of the Top Gear America. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's not bad too. <laughs> still, probably was, but hey, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, and one one thing for America though, like I think. Matt LeBlanc like, could do some good stuff if uh, if better writing was done for him. He's clearly a car guy, and you can see yeah. he's, he kind of wants to really open good. up. With him and Chris Harris together could be really good. I don't know. I agree. Alex, I, I, I think they did a good job with him and all the bits with the in the Reliant part, you know, where he's riding in the, the back of the, the tow truck. I don't know. I thought that was that segment, that part. Was it was a little was, more genuine. That was a, a, one of the better and, parts. And yeah, I was going, this is entertaining. I, I laughed out loud a couple of times. Um, him in the, 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 the Adam in the dirt. I thought that was cheese ball, but there were some good parts to it. I don't know. I thought he did it. I thought he did an okay job. I think he was probably one of the better parts of it. I wish there was more Sabine Schmidt in itself. So. Yeah, honestly, what's that? What Sabine got like ten minutes of screen time? Yeah, if that. yeah, yeah. And she made yeah. a she made a Top Gun pilot throw up, so that was pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty red. Yeah, but she <laughs> makes Chris Evans throw up in later episodes as well. Yes. 
Maybe that's just going to be the thing. They're only going to put Sabine on the show when they make when she makes people throw up in the car. Yeah, it's, that would be ridiculous. I guarantee <laughs> she'd make me throw up. So. Shoot, right? Yep. Anyway, uh, Top Gear on BBC America. We're not sponsored by Top Gear. Watch it wherever the fuck you want. I don't care. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I, I downloaded it illegally. Huh. Well, there you go. There you go. I don't know anything about downloading stuff illegally. Actually, I don't know anything about downloading stuff illegally at all. So don't ask us how to do it. We're not going to do Yeah, we cannot watch it. It's on the next day on BBC America, uncut, unedited, and you don't have to download both parts of the show. You only have to just sit there and watch one and just have to deal with commercials. But we are done for tonight. Note to the affiliates is we did go long. Yes, but it was entertaining. It was entertaining. It was a good show. It was a good show. Uh, thanks for sticking with this game. Really appreciate it. Uh, for those of you who are curious and who are being, playing the White Radio home game or follow me on uh, the Facebook or anything else, uh, the new podcast, Ride Bikes Radio, going to be available probably next week. Uh, there'll be an intro in the White Radio feed when, um, when it's ready. So keep an eye out for that. It's over at ridebikesradio.com. Twitter account already, Facebook page, the whole bit. Just saying. Anyway, that'll be ready next week. So that'll be the Bicycle Podcast. I'm really excited to do it with our friend uh, Brian Dallas. So it should be a good time. All right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I thought otherwise, I think we're done. Motoringstripes.com, if you'd be so kind. You got two weeks. You got two weeks before you can, as, uh, until you can stop ordering Mini Takes Estate stuff. So if you still need Mini Takes Estate's uh, swag for your car, uh, grill badge, uh, door magnets, that kind of thing, Actually, anything from MotoringStripes.com. You have two weeks. You have until June 15th to get those orders orders in. Otherwise, Motoring Stripes is going on vacation for many takes states for probably two or three weeks. So if you need anything now, get it now. That includes all your many takes state stuff. That includes your DIY stripes. That includes what you're afraid of sunroof kit, the Clubman rear uh, boot protector thing, uh, or Countryman boot protector thing. All the things from MotoringStripes.com. You have till June 15th. If you want anything before many takes states, get it ordered now, please. And thank you. And thank you. Motoringstripes.com, because blank is boring. Um, but we're done. Yes. Anybody have anything else to add? No, sir. Nope. Perfect. Then this is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say... Hang on, let me try it again. Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Till next week, Inc. This DB, I'm done. Cheers. A bientôt. Thank you.